This time on Matters. Taco Sadness. Forever 15. Make them squeal. The turkey. Grizzly madams. Give me your dookie claw. I have sensitivity of skin. Sisterhood of the traveling big blue furry boots. Let's go. I'm fucking hungry and shit. Softcore inchets. No, 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 knuckle children. Super sandwich. Three legged ferrets. Uh, twin pod cloud car. A bed the rock. <laughs> <laughs> the ketchup story. All this and Travis Pelto on this episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters. Hope everybody's doing well on this Christmas Day episode of Matters. I am your host, Matt Noss. Next to me, my co-host and faithful friend, Matt Rose. How you doing, Matt? I'm kind of taco sad. I'm super (laughs) taco sad. Holy cow. This Christmas, tacos were not in our future. Not at all. I, I was really looking forward to having some Christmas tacos. And I did not get them, and that is bullshit. So, uh, just uh, lifting the mystique of this show for like two minutes, uh, we record these episodes ahead, and uh, before we recorded this particular episode, Matt and I headed up to the old Imperial Tacos in Ferndale, Michigan. Imperial Tacos, where tattooed waitresses bring you the finest uh, hipster tacos <laughs> that are in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt and I showed up around <clears throat> 7.15. At 8 o'clock, we had to leave as we had not been seated yet <laughs> and had not received any tacos. I really wanted tacos. You <laughs> too, Maddie. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. And joining us on this very special Christmas episode filled with merriment and wonder and joy. <laughs> and mirth. It, and mirth Lots of is, mirth. is a, a very good and close friend of mine. You may know him from hosting the Go Comedy All-Star Showdown. What? He is a founding member of Forever 15, mm-hmm. the Bits the Bits Tournament Award winning the, uh, oh, you also were the Planet Ant uh, Colony Fest winner. Yes, yes. And uh, just all around amazing guy. You also went oh, stop. 13 weeks in a row winning the Gauntlet at Go Comedy Improv Theater mm-hmm. of 15. Mm-hmm. You win 15 weeks. You yeah. actually, we actually went 15. And we, we did the titular, titular win because Forever 15 won 15 weeks. And then Joe and I had a really shitty set right after that and promptly lost. <laughs> promptly, <laughs> promptly, promptly lost. lost. You were also a founding member of Human Amusements mm-hmm. uh, and all around hysterical. Man, oh, ah, too kind, too uh, kind. I can't help myself but flatter during an introduction. <laughs> uh, get ready for disappointment. Here comes Travis Pelto. Hi, everybody. Yeah, hello, Matt's and Eric. Hello, That's how are sweet. you all? We're Just doing... on, a, on a side note, I saw him rescue a puppy on the way here. That is true. <laughs> it's true. Hero. Mm-hmm. That's hero. all I know. Hero <laughs> to months. <laughs> Being a hero is all I know. I didn't ask for it. Um, but thank you for that showering of compliments. I, I never know what to do with compliments, so that's why Except I was looking them. away from you when you were saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get weird about them, but I appreciate them nonetheless. Well, welcome to Marin Moments. This is the moment of the show where we explore this, and I project my psychosis on you. Ooh. Is it because uh, it's because of your upbringing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so a little bit, maybe, yeah. <laughs> 
Excellent. It's good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, a little mini matter, uh, is uh, mm-hmm. handshakes, because mm-hmm. we just did the introduction, and the introduction is an interesting thing, a very peculiar thing, and the handshake... I have to talk about it because it seemed for a very long time that you would judge, um, a, I would say, a man. You would mm-hmm. judge a man oh, by his handshake. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. sure. But is the handshake going out of style hmm. or is it here to stay? That's the matter at hand. That's, uh, that's I, our I mini matter. Hmm. I can't imagine ever not shaking someone in my dad's generation. Like, I... I that's shaking fair. them. I, I'm not talking about hands anymore. Just, I just, just grab, grab my dad and I shake him. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what are you doing? <laughs> just scruff of the neck. <laughs> uh, but no, I can't imagine ever not shaking like my dad's hand or my uncle's hands. I just mm-hmm. and like at work and stuff. Like I'm not gonna fist bump. You know, like See, the, the CEO or something. I'm just not gonna do it. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like either. The definition of handshake will expand to fist bump, mm-hmm. or fist bump and handshake will share some like share some alter together until one of them takes the other one over. Because I notice a lot of people, even at my work, business types will do the really nonchalant lean in for the fist bump mm-hmm. and not do the weird thing like they would like. I feel like five years ago they'd be like, "Hey, fist bump!" Like announce it before mm-hmm. you do it. Right. People can just subtly reach for it mm-hmm. now. I don't know. Well, yeah, and I mean, my CEO uh, at my company is younger than me. So, like, he oh, legitimately boy. would go for, like, a fist bump probably. But if it was in, like, a, a meeting or something, I'm not going to I'm not gonna fist bump anyone that yeah. wears a suit. I'm, <laughs> I'm mm. going to go in for the handshake, and I'm going to try to make them squeal mm-hmm. from pain. Because <laughs> that's the only way you properly shake a hand, is crushing the bones in a lesser man's hand. Well, and I feel like that's why th- there's been a slight decline in the handshake. Because so many people do it limp-wristed or just oh like or just weird. There's too many variables that can mess up a handshake, like like sweaty, warm palms and stuff. Definitely. That's, uh, well, that's just the, that's terrible. But if they go in for a weak handshake, or they go in for a finger shake, mm-hmm. or they won't even put the hand in, the yeah. finger shake is so odd. It is a little weird. That, that is a little weird. It, that, in my opinion, is cause for a punch in the face. <laughs> I feel like you live in the the Wild West. I do. (laughs) Weak handshake. Pow. (laughs) Take that, Tex. (laughs) But uh, the other thing that I wanted to enter in, so we kind of have the the fist bump, but I also see that the hug is becoming a much more a much more accepted Mm -hmm. greeting, even. It's just much more of an accepted thing, like... Which isn't for good or for bad. I enjoy a good hug. I don't mm-hmm. mind hugging strangers or being hugged by a stranger. I, I found myself leaning towards the hug as of late. Uh, and then I realized a friend of mine, uh, Mary Beth, Mary Beth Colesbick, uh, that you know, Colesbick, oh, yeah. I believe I said it wrong. Uh, she called me out on doing the side hug, uh, or she called it the Duggar hug, uh, which I don't know if you guys watched the show. I avoided like the plague, but the show about the, the married couple. The 22 kids yes. and counting. Yes. Oh my God, yeah. no. Apparently it's some weird thing from their show. Where oh, that's right. That we can't have our, our private parts into the vicinity <laughs> they of cannot, each other. There cannot be breasts involved in a hug, so it has to be a side hug. Wait, is that is that legitimately According the to thing? the show, I've never watched an episode of it, but oh she, she gave me a bunch of flack for it saying that I was doing the Duggar hug. Uh, my wife, my wife, <laughs> my wife um, <laughs> used to, when we were not dating, mm-hmm. give me side hugs all the time. Okay. And it drove me insane. I mm-hmm. hated it. 
I was like, no, no, give me a real hug. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a real person. <laughs> I need a real hug. <laughs> yep, yep. And that's, the, I feel like that's the, I feel like that maybe where the fist bump has taken over. Because you can tell when somebody's insincere with a handshake or a hug. You know, they can kind of like half-ass it or just do it like kind of going through the motions. You know? I gave a well, fist but- bump unknowingly today. Somebody just raised it up and I gave him, <laughs> I, <laughs> like the shaft of a penis. It just came up and I was like, all right, well, then get a bump in the heads. <laughs> um, but you know what, though? The one thing that is fraught with peril with the uh, the fist bump is the turkey where that's when someone goes in for a handshake but you oh. you fist bump their open hand that's called a turkey <laughs> there's a name for that <laughs> yes there is and like i have i have turkeyed many an individual <laughs> um but also like have you no now here's the thing who's the turkey I like who if you go in for the handshake and in your hand is out, have you been turkeyed? Uh if somebody fist bumps into your open hand? <laughs> I'm not or sure. Or are you the turkeyer if you Yeah, fist I was gonna say I'm not sure who the turkey and the turker are, but there is <laughs> I think you know what? I think I think you're both turkeys at that point. At that point mm-hmm. you're because just because there's turkeys. been there's been such a miscommunication as far as what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I Here's so, the thing. Whenever there's a mistake with a handshake, I call it out immediately. Oh, yeah. You have I just, to. I'm just like, oh, boy, guys, this was a bad one. You have <laughs> to. There's nothing worse than, like, messing up a handshake or, like, accidentally doing the uh, the, the, the finger shake. What did you call that earlier? Yep, yeah. yeah, because you accidentally do one of those. If you don't call it out, people will walk away, and that's their last impression of well, you. No, I, demand, I demand a reshake if something to. like that happens. Oh, of course. You just I, something I, oh, I totally do. Uh, like what has happened to me multiple times. I don't know if this has a name, but Matt, think of it. It's when you go in for a handshake and your hand touches their palm and they grip and they grip. You're still oh god. You're still going. That's it's like the Chinese. Like, you're still hand cough, but they or, but they catch oh, you. <laughs> oh, sorry, Maddie. Yeah, that's my that's my injured finger. Thank you. But they're going. I injured at bowling. For anyone who's wondering. <laughs> Perfect. But still, though, I like I took the pain of the handshake almost like a man. Like I, I was like, "Ow!" But <laughs> that is not like a man. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said somewhat like a man. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> oh my goodness! If you would have, if you would have shaken my hand like a man, then. But it, I mean, I know right, it was, right, it right, was right, an right. example. It was an example. I'm not calling you not a man. Hey, but, we're coming um, off of our manliness episode three episodes ago. We had oh. a, we had a big. Like we had a knockdown drag out about manliness, uh, uh, because I feel like right now we're in a kind of bullshit puff your chest out for no other reason other than you don't want to accept that people could do things that you can do. Uh, well, I think I think it's, it's kind a of a right. um, like the um, you know like uh, most things like have a, a reaction or like a, an action and a reaction, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think that the like. Hypermanliness is a reaction to the metrosexual sure, a little bit. Sure. Where, you know, like masculinity kind of softened for a little while and then mm. it went straight back. And that's where everyone has a beard. <laughs> you know, my brother, I was just going to say it, my brother had a really interesting theory that beards and mustaches have gotten really big in the last couple of years and still are as a reaction to modern day feminism. And women becoming like more powerful in work settings and stuff because it's so, like he doesn't think it's like a conscious effort by society, but it's like 
subtly it's one thing that men can do that women simply cannot do is grow a beard and a mustache. So he thinks it's a reaction to that, which I'm like, it's interesting. I don't know if I agree with it. I was I was going to make a joke about Greek women, and then I was like, don't do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> because, because Greek women are very attractive. And they're beautiful and people. They're, they're beautiful people. I agree. I agree. I, I, I've had a beard and a mustache since 1999. Oh, damn. Um, so mm, Before that. Well, I <laughs> See, really, he, I really started letting it go though, like well, consistently. Yeah, yeah, because in uh, in college, um, I used to I used to give Matt so much crap for not shaving, where I'd call him Grizzly Adams, or once in a while I'd vary it up and call him Dan Haggerty, who's the guy who played <laughs> Grizzly Adams. But you would also call me Grizzly Madams. <laughs> 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 oh, I forgot about that one. That's I did. Right. It's right, masculine Matt. and a feminine at the same time. It was a perfect insult. <laughs> it is. Perfect. <laughs> oh man! But I, I only really that. started. I only really started growing my beard and mustache because I was going bald, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, professors make it work for them. <laughs> Maybe I can." And then it's just pure laziness and the sensitive. I have sensitive skin. <laughs> my skin's so sensitive. It is though. It's the worst. Like if I take a blade to this, it is nothing but pimples. And, really. And, and, <laughs> And irritation. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, my skin is hypersensitive. Oh, no. That's not good. I've never had that. I've never had that. I can't say I have. But I'm always freaked out by that happening. Like, one day I'll shave and I'll just be like... Nope, it's all dots. Mm. It's just I had that dots. happen um, when I had a beard for a little while. I couldn't keep a beard because it drove me nuts from itching. Where I, I would have to itch my face constantly. And so I was just like, screw this. I'm shaving. And when I did... Like, I, you know, you do. You, you've, you've got like a... I don't, know, I don't know whether they're ingrown hairs or zits or what, but uh, mm-hmm. it get them sweet ass bumps, <laughs> just them bumps though, <laughs> just that. So wrapping the wrapping up the matter, mm-hmm. um, the handshake is it going away? Is it here to stay? Oh gosh, um, I I I I think if it's going away, it's going to take centuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like the handshake is just something. That like culturally and evolutionarily, if that's how you say it, we have hands. There's only so many ways you can do a greeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's I feel like it's here to stay. Unless there's some crazy virus that spreads around the country in the next century. And then we're like, don't touch each other. We just bow now. You know, something like that. Right. That's that's my <laughs> We just sense. adopt uh, you know, Asia's main way of saying hello. <laughs> yeah. You know. But we're American. We gotta write, you know. <laughs> I don't care what's on your hand. I'm shaking it. <laughs> Give me that dookie claw. <laughs> dookie claw. <laughs> Matt, uh, your vote? Uh, oh, it's here to stay. Yeah, it, 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 it'll take a long time mm-hmm. before uh, before people stop. I think it's here to stay too. I think I think we're just going to see more cultural acceptance of other ways mm-hmm. to yeah. to be introduced. Or, I think that the handshake is still going to be the de facto greeting, though. Mm-hmm. But I still think the weak wave is a terrible greeting. Like, the weak wave. Have you ever oh, seen that? Yes. Where somebody yeah. just like gives you a hey, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> hey, how are you? Hey, oh god, I'm right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. Extend your claw. <laughs> give me, give me your dookie claw. Give me your <laughs> mitt. Let me see your mitt. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
So, Travis, uh, I've known this about you, uh, but you may not know it about Matt and myself. Uh, we both went to Western Michigan University. Yes. And we hear that you are also a graduate, a fellow Bronco. A fellow Bronco. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am a Bronco. So, my first question to you is, did you go to your uh, commencement ceremony? Uh, I did not want to, but I did. Uh, I, I absolutely did. And I will say, I I, uh, I I feel like I don't take good photographs at all, but my graduation photo from college looks awesome. Like, I grew my hair out. I was like, my parents, my mom was just like, we just need to have, we need to see you walk down and get your diploma. We need to see it. And I was like, I love that they call it a diploma. Yeah. I call it a diploma too, and it's a degree. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And it's just a tube with nothing in it, so they mail it to you later. <laughs> but like, I grew my hair out. I got kind of drunk the night before because it's Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. yep, and yep, I yep. hadn't shaved in like a week, and it's somehow turned into the coolest, like, suavest, most natural-looking picture I've ever taken, despite all the BS I'm wearing on me, like robes and tassels and shit. Uh, but yeah, I shouldn't have, but I did. We, I, I wanted to, desperately. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was the first person in my family to get a degree f- oh, cool. from a university. Sure. Um, my mom got a, she was a nurse, so she, but it was back when you could just get kind of like a certificate. Right. And yeah. um, my cousin Susie is a respiratory therapist so she went through all the classes to do that as well mm-hmm. but i don't know if exactly she has a degree in it or if it's an associates or anything like that but i she did get it she's very smart uh she has a degree of some sort mm-hmm. but i think i was the first one to go to college and do it that way sure where she like she joined the air force and everything along those lines so i was at least for a nos the first nos to get a degree well even right. for uh even for like timmy your cousin yep like he just kind of stopped going yeah <laughs> because he was he that. was my roommate for a while so oh okay and my and my brother he went for a while and now he's back in oh no and, way and yeah my brother's back in school and which is Sweet. awesome and i'm super proud of him but um i was very much like i have to walk mm-hmm. and the thing is and you've seen them i wore at my commencement ceremony my big furry blue boots. That's right. It, it looks like if um, Chewbacca and Cookie Monster <laughs> had a love child, that's what these boots look like. <laughs> and they're incredibly well made. Um, great boots. So here's, here's uh, for all of our listeners, uh, all the matters matters to <laughs> us. Um, I love ridiculous shoes and mm-hmm. I bought in the 90s, the late 90s, from this company called Swear. And they're all platform shoes. At one point, I had 10 pairs of them. <laughs> and the the culmination of this was a pair of blue, knee-high, furry, like shaggy Chewbacca mm-hmm. furry mm-hmm. boots. Mm-hmm. And I bought them specifically to graduate in. <laughs> didn't i heard a story though i gotta ask didn't they like mess up the shipment so you ended up paying for them twice that is so? true, that is true. <laughs> and because, they were not cheap because no, no. because before i ever knew i didn't know the, the goal was to wear them at graduation ceremony i just mm-hmm. knew you had owned them at some point well i wanted them collection. desperately anyway but i knew mm-hmm. i was gonna graduate in them right they had weirdly come and crossed paths with my life. As far as I'm concerned, it's like the, the history of these shoes could be its own movie, just how they've been passed around. Because, <laughs> well, there's the sisterhood of the traveling shoes. <laughs> yeah, the sisterhood of the traveling big furry blue boots. But uh, we had a white elephant at Go Comedy 
uh, uh, one year that Joe Hingleberg, buddy of mine, uh, won, and we were both writing in in a show called called White Elephant at the time, and we ended up making that one of the prizes. And our director, uh, or one of the presents that somebody opened up, and our director, our, our friend Brian Lark, uh, told, gave me the brief, brief history of it, and was like, <laughs> "We have to include it in the show just because I know Matt will see you at some point." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just want the whole story for now. But yes, so did you end up wearing them for? I did. Oh, oh yeah, that's, did. so Beautiful. I walked in them. So when I Beautiful. shook. At that time, the uh, the dean's hand, mm-hmm. Elson Floyd. Floyd. Um, you had a different dean. I John Dunn, who I believe is still there. Yes, yes. I think his name's John. Well, Dunn anyway. In either case, yeah. uh, he looked at me and said, "Pretty nice." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah," and like I have the dumbest shit-eating grin in my picture. Uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, I don't even know what my picture looked like. I, I don't think I ever got my picture of of me like not smiling because in my pictures I'm never smiling. Like no seriously. I I there's probably like a thousand pictures of me frowning. <laughs> like I have pictures from me when I was a little kid uh in all my like grade school pictures scowl. <laughs> Just trained as just. Oh, so how many every rose has its thorn jokes? Did you hear? <laughs> you were a kid. Uh, I I didn't hear a whole lot of those because I was too busy getting picked on for more obvious stuff, like the fact that I looked like Mister Furley when I was a little kid. <laughs> and your disco glasses. We we've and my covered. Disc- and my disco glasses and the fact that um, I wore clothes from Kmart for a very large portion of my childhood. Hey, and and nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong. And with my that. mom picked them out. So a lot of times it was like, I, wh- like why why wh- what about these clothes made you think I would want to wear them? <laughs> <laughs> they just scream you. <laughs> it's a it's a duck on an inner tube. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's wearing big sunglasses. Sounds like a that actually sounds like a JC Penny t-shirt. It does. I, you know, I, I I'm not sure where it came from. Um, I just remember that I was so excited when I got to start shopping at Target. <laughs> <laughs> if it well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I was given a little bit of choice growing up, uh, and that choice I meant was either Target or JC Penny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would always ask my mom to go to JC Penny in middle school because they had the biggest selection of novelty t-shirts, and oh boy. Did I love wearing a novelty T-shirt? Oh, I had the sixth um, and eighth grade, and it was I dude. So many photos I look back on. I'm just like I was the worst, like chubby, awkward brace face. <laughs> like, I think I told you this, Matt. Uh, I had uh, there's a lot of family pictures of me wearing a bright orange T-shirt that just said "And your point is dot dot dot." Oh my god, <laughs> that was my favorite shirt. Favorite shirt. <laughs> Is uh, I can't look at any posters from my like, age ten to thirteen. Any pictures that just ruins me. I had the um. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain on drugs with a side of bacon. Okay. I had that one. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I wish I. I uh, and my brother I, had a "Where's the Beef" cut off T-shirt. Cut off. Oh no. I actually had one when I was a little kid. Like when there was like the original "Where's the Beef" yep. campaign, Claire like Pelham. I had the like the ring, like the yep, yeah, <laughs> I had one of those, um, and I don't know why my mom got rid of it. Uh, probably because like it was really dirty because I never wanted it to get washed, but still, 
It was a sweet shirt, man. That thing would be worth money now. I had a blue sh- t-shirt when I was like four that had Magnum P.I. on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Like just a press-on of Magnum P.I. I had a, a Popeye shirt when I was a kid. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, cause it was it was Robin Williams' Popeye, though. Oh. I was going to ask the movie one, because oh, that's, like, yeah. that's got to be super rare. Um, actually, you know what? I think, I think once I outgrew it, I put it on a teddy bear. And I think I actually still have that teddy bear somewhere. <laughs> nice. I'm going to look that shirt up. And my my teddy bear will be a famous hipster teddy bear from now on. <laughs> Good. He is missing an eye, too. So I can put an eye patch on him. Awesome. So your experience in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. You were living out there, right? Yeah, four years. Yeah. Okay, so did you live on campus or did you live off? Um, I First year I lived in the, um, oh God, uh, Smith Burnham dorm because uh, my roommate was a musical theater major. Um, and it was this weird, like, most of the freshmen lived in the valleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my roommate I, uh, was my friend Keith, who I'd known since middle school. He went there for musical theater uh, and I agreed to be roommates with them. Uh, and the dorm was so weird cause it was on one floor, it was musical theater kids, uh, and football players. And then the floor, floor below, it was band kids and hockey players <laughs> and they what? just put them together. And then there was this weird group of like a dozen or so, me being one of them that wasn't in any of those pools and all of us became friends. <laughs> uh, and by that, I mean, we were huge stoners, but <laughs> we were still became the best of friends. Um, but yeah, so we kind of bonded out of the fact that we didn't belong to any of those groups. Uh, but then the three years uh, after that, I lived, let me see, I lived in the student ghetto for two years, my junior and senior year, uh, off of Wheaton Street, both years, like the one that's cobblestone and turns it, yeah. Uh, and then I lived in the Arboretums, uh, which is near like Drake Party Store, like not too far from there, okay, I know where my brother worked at for like a year and a half. You're kidding me. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. My brother had a lot of great stories from Drake Party Store. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, I, I'm not going to lie. I went to uh, a U of M game a couple weeks ago with my dad and a couple of my cousins and we were walking by all the tailgates and all the massive parties and everything. And I was, I, I have not felt that torn in so long because 50% of me was just like, got nostalgic because i'm 25 now which i know i hang out with older people that's not that old but Mm -hmm. uh in the grand spectrum of things but like i i was walking through all these parties and thinking i'm you know i'm past this point in my life i'm never gonna be able to like truly let loose at crazy parties like this and not feel like i'm like you know not being responsible and i got kind of sad about that but then the other half of me was I am so glad I'm out of that point of my life. <laughs> and it was both forces like pulling at each other at the same time. So it was, yeah, it was a little weird, but uh, I enjoyed my time in Kalamazoo. I, I, I really did. It was some ups and downs with it, but uh, overall I think it's a fun place. I would want to live there by no. any means. No. I, um, I lived in Britain Hadley. Okay. For the, for the first, uh, yeah. for the first year. And um, I was the only goth kid in the dorm. <laughs> So that was uh, that was a good time. Yeah, eating lunch by myself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But you had, and we have to tell this story now. Mm-hmm. You had after my cousin, and probably the next year of school, the best bro uh, roommate. And by best, Whoa. I mean worst. Worst. Oh God, Jamin. <clears throat> yeah. He. Um. Okay. So I. I lived in a dorm a couple years. Like I said, God, again, no friends, Mm -hmm. whatever. 
Um, so um, Matt came to visit me. And so he's staying in my room and I had to go to class. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had like all these meathead friends and stuff. They were all equally as intelligent as him. <laughs> um, and so the one walks into the room and Matt hears him go, Jamin, let's go. I'm fucking hungry and shit. <laughs> Cut to three years later. I now live in Kalamazoo going to Western. Mm-hmm. And we're in 7 <laughs> Eleven. And we see Jamin. And one of his friends walks in and goes, Jamin, I'm fucking hungry and shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, May the circle <laughs> Well, so the the first day that I'm in the room, um, he had just gotten like an inkjet inkjet printer. Like these were like new at the time, because um, I still had a dot matrix printer. Um, and so he printed out a picture of Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson from Playboy, and he was going to put them up. On his wall, and then he thought, I'm going to make a friend. And he goes over to me, and he goes, here's some of my beauties. No. And and he hands them to me, and I was just like, I don't I don't know what to do. Is this a test? So I, t- <laughs> so I took him. I was like, oh, man. How do I pass like, this? Thanks. That, like, that's awesome. <laughs> but I uh. loved I loved that he called them his beauties. My beauties. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, dude. I mean, oh. think about how much printer ink costs now. I mean, imagine how much it costs printing out both those pictures, yeah. dude. He spent twenty dollars to impress <laughs> you. An insane yeah. amount. Yeah. Um, one time, uh, the the girlfriend that I had uh, for the first few years in college, uh, she and I, I don't remember what we were going to do, but it was like a Friday night, and we we're like, oh, you know what? Like, I have that one thing in my room. Like, let's go get it. And so, like, you know, Jamie and I never really talked, so we didn't have, like, a system of, like, don't come in. Oh, no. And so, twice this happened. Um, one time, I I opened the door, and he tried to pull his pants on really quick, but just kind of, like, rolled over. <laughs> We're like, dude, like, because, like horns on and he tried to pass it off like oh oh like i just i just woke up what's going on like (laughs) sure sure you did we're gonna we're gonna go in my room we're gonna get something and we're gonna leave it to your business and then one time we walked in and i mean this girl couldn't have been out of high school um and they like luckily she was still wearing clothes or what or like like a bra and panties anyway and like we walked in and like she kind of freaked out a little bit and like dove under a, a blanket or something um and he made like the same kind of motion or was like oh <laughs> so his defense mechanism is passing out yeah well oh, so, yeah. so tired what happened oh, oh this is oh. this is a friend of mine she's over 18 <laughs> i had uh oh god I, uh, all of our all the all the friends on my floor uh, at uh, uh my dorm we all hung out at the quad at the end of the hallway mm-hmm. And uh, my buddy Kyle, uh, so it was the only person I've ever walked in on masturbating, uh, mm. and it was it was which actually, is a thrill. Which I mean, is just a thrill. <laughs> it's I've I've never I'd never fully lived the phrase like a deer in the headlights until I saw <laughs> the look in his eyes of just sheer terror. And, but it was totally cool because we were both at the time I smoked cigarettes and like we were both smoke buddies and we were just like 
hey, let's not make that weird, right? You know, it's cool. And he's like, yeah, no, I get it. But he got to the point where, like, you know, it was four guys in that room, and, like, a good dozen of us would just walk in, you know, like a sitcom and just hang out at any point. And there was, seriously, there was one time where there was, like, ten of us hanging out there, uh, guys and girls, and he was looking a little antsy, like he was trying to do something. And uh, out of, he waited for the conversation to die down, and he just went I verbatim. Well, I'm going to go in the next room and make some knuckle children, so don't come in there for a little bit. <laughs> and we all just stopped. And we're like, like what? equally freaked out by the fact that he was legitimately was and did do that. <laughs> Later went to the next room and did that. And then used the phrase knuckle children, which I have never heard someone say. Ever. Ever. Not even like written like on the internet. Not even some dude on a thread just being like, ugh, knuckle children. You know, like, nothing like that. No, that's never happened. Like, I think, I think he's doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> just mashing the knuckles together. This takes forever. Uh, well, this is going to happen one day. <laughs> Why isn't it working? <laughs> this hurts. Oh, God. I guess that means it is doing it right. <laughs> so um, my only other question about your experience, uh, besides any natural stories that come around, is, mm. is Video Hits Plus still open? Last I was there, um, it was. Here's the thing. I've not been... Since the uh, amount of times I have, uh, I, I've only been to Kalamazoo like two times since I graduated. Because long, long, long story short, uh, I had a very, uh, very bad breakup with a girlfriend of like four years. Oh man! Like Sorry. a couple months before I left, it mm. worked out for the best. It worked out for the best because it was like the last three months in Kalamazoo. I was single for the first time since my senior year of high school, uh, and I had no job, and I was taking. Two classes just to graduate, oh, uh, and I just had all this money saved up, and I was just like, "Well, let's do it." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, it was like it was like I, I had the last three months of my college career to be a bro, and I broed it up as hard as I could. Uh, so it was all good. But that being said, I don't visit. I didn't visit that often back because it was kind of weird going back. She was grade lower than me, and she was always still there, and like we had the exact same circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just weird, and it was more on me than anything but regardless it was still there last time i checked and that place i i don't i have a hard time seeing how they can still afford a store that big right in what i'll call the netflix generation that we're in but it was i mean netflix was still around you know mm-hmm. when i was there so I, well yeah I when know. when matt and i uh still went to school netflix had just come out mm-hmm. yeah i mean we thought we thought it was one of the best things ever but like, if you want to watch Fart the Movie, you have to go to Video Hits Plus. <laughs> it's very Fat true. Guy Goes Nutsoid, Video Hits Plus. <laughs> there is- Baby Huey's... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh- Baby Huey's Easter... So Video here's here, mm-hmm. so uh, we we talked a little bit about this with Jen, but Matt and I would always go to a video store mm-hmm. and just try to find a video that would make the other one laugh. Um, <laughs> so Matt found Fart the Movie, and it destroyed me. But I found Baby Huey's Easter Adventure, oh, and Matt was on his knees. <laughs> no, I felt I felt like face first on the ground i was laughing so hard and people are like walking by like i don't like the looks of him oh wait 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 wait, wait. so you wouldn't even watch it you would just try to find the cover yes oh yeah i thought you would just baby huey's easter adventure 
was was such a ridiculous cover. I I think I laughed for like a good five minutes. He did. He couldn't like, breathe. Yeah, like I really couldn't. And this was before I had asthma. And and people are like walking by, like, what is like you know? I don't like the looks of him or what's going on. And I would just like I would just look at him like Baby Huey. Like just just, just, game just look at it. They did have like an absurdly large video collection, like two stories. I don't yeah. understand three. Uh, it was used it three? to be three. Yeah. Though I think they got like fancy ice cream on the third floor. The third floor was like beca- became kind of like an ice cream shop, but it they did. also had the anime and like live music tapes up there. Just a bunch of Dave Matthews band and concert <laughs> D. <laughs> yeah. Why and, I am? Uh, yeah, it it was yeah. You no, know, you're right because I remember. Um, I wrote for this basically like college version of the onion, my junior and senior year called black sheep. And we would have our meetings up there. Um, and that was a whole other trip. Cause yeah, it was like, that, that was like the main spot we could do. That wasn't a bar. Cause not everybody was 21. Like I was, I was a year later. So I didn't turn 21 until like, I don't know, like way later than it should have anyway. But, uh, we, <laughs> funny story about that magazine is, yeah, it was basically, it was the onion for colleges and it was cool. Cause you could just, you know, you could write, specific stuff about your city and they had them spread all around and stuff uh and as you expect a lot of it's very broy, like seven drinking games you didn't know you could play with just an n64 you know and stuff like that <laughs> um but it being a creative writing major is like exactly what i needed but uh there was this horrible it was like the big talk for like two weeks but uh at a frat party it was like some girl who didn't even go to western she was like visiting out of town was up uh on a balcony uh, and she was drunk and slipped and fell and hit her head and was like in a coma or oh, something no. like that. It was super messed up and like everybody, the campus police was cracking down on parties like really crazy for like a month, understandably. Uh, and it was, you know, just dumb, unsafe places for somebody to be way too drunk at. Uh, but one of the first writing meetings I had for that place, uh, somebody brought up like, we could oh we could do like ten tips to not slip off a balcony at a party, <laughs> and my reaction was immediately like Jesus, are you serious? Everyone else at the table was like, Oh my God, what if we did? How funny would that be? And I was just like, <laughs> Wait, are we seriously having this conversation right now? Yeah, uh, we need something called a moral barometer. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. Uh, well, the Onion does. I think that I think they do that pretty frequently, though. Where like. They know the exact second they can start making mm-hmm. fun of something. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I guarantee you that this would have come out like two months after the fact and been poorly <laughs> written. Because I, I guarantee, because <laughs> I, 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 if I look back at any of the shit I wrote for that, it was poorly written. <laughs> it was very much just like come to this crazy party, blah, you know. <laughs> but uh, I get nostalgic over it. I didn't think, like, I didn't think I would get nostalgic over Western and Kalamazoo as much as I did. But like, I don't know. I haven't been back f- since I graduated. Mm-hmm. For I, have, any... I haven't been back since you. Or no, I, the last time I was back was when Alyssa graduated. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't go to that graduation, but uh, we had a mutual friend named Shelly who got married out there. Okay. Oh, they don't know. You're right. That's the last time I went out. I think that was the last time yeah, I was out yeah. there. I've driven through multiple times. Sure, yeah, me I've too. gotten off at the portage exit. You oh know. yeah, I used to work at the Mongolian barbecue by the portage exit. I used to work at the Sam's Club. Oh, really? Over there, I used okay. to drive a forklift. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. It's not really. Uh, <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> uh, but cool, man. Um, mm. All in all, 
nice to connect on something like that. I always, I always wanted to hear about your college experience. Um, Matt and I lived on Summer Street in a haunted house, mm-hmm. uh, 626 Summer Street. It was uh, it was off of Douglas. Oh, okay, okay. Was that like one of those weird side streets yep. that were everywhere in the student ghetto? Okay, no, this was this was not the student ghetto. This was the for real ghetto. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Okay. So Matt, like, I remember one. I, we time, woke up one morning and there were SWAT team members. I yeah, I woke up and I heard like a rustling by the side of the window, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I looked out, and there were cops with their guns drawn. Where I was like, "Oh shit! Whoa! <laughs> Shit's about to go down!" <laughs> yeah, and then I looked uh, on the front window, and I saw Anthony Kiedis laying down, little <laughs> headphones on, <laughs> kicking and and partying. <laughs> Point Break reference? Yeah. No, I got remember? it. Guys, got guys, it. Uh, guys, remember Point yeah, Break? There were. Um, oh god. There were so, so many so, so many parties in that area were just like ended in horrible ways like that. <laughs> My brother had this house uh, real quick at uh, the corner uh, corner of uh, Grant and Davis nine hundred two Davis uh, that got condemned the year after they lived there because <laughs> they basically just destroyed what was left of it. But uh, the highlight of the whole thing is one of their roommates uh, had a three-legged ferret named Jasmine. Uh, that would just... If that, you, what else are you going to call a three-legged it, ferret? Right, right. Come on. Uh, and the thing was spiteful and vengeful towards anything with life. Uh, <laughs> and it was like no one could pa- pass out at their house because there was a couple of times I fell asleep on the couch and I'd wake up to that fucking ferret biting my toes. Uh, and it just, yeah, it was it was just such a such a gross house but the western herald ended up writing an article about it like two years after the fact i lived there like the legend of 902 davis and it was serious i had the best moment of college where somebody was like dude you read this article i was like yeah my brother lived there partied a lot there and just kind of like <laughs> threw my coat over my shoulder and walked out of the room and then disappeared in a fog <laughs> <laughs> and then went and drank at shakespeare's so it was okay but Oh my God, Shakespeare's! No, dude, Shakespeare's is great. I'm a huge fan of that. That was probably one of my favorite bars in the area, uh, except for. Did you guys? Uh, I was semi recent. They came out with it my senior year. But have you guys ever gone to the Kalamazoo Beer Exchange? No, no, they came out with yeah. That was way uh, after our time. Yeah, but if you're ever passing through there again, it. Oh, is, I've heard. I've heard about it. It, it sounds awesome. Magical. Have you heard of this? I have okay. heard of this concept where mm-hmm. basically they have prices for beer. And it's kind of a supply and demand yes. stock exchange mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where if they have six taps, one of the taps will be higher priced, like mm-hmm. maybe $6 for a pint, mm-hmm. but there will be one that's $3. But the more pints that get purchased from that, the $3 tap raises the price because the demand is rising on that one. Exactly. So if it's like we three of us go in there and we're like, oh, well, I'll have a two-hearted. And every 15 minutes, the market shifts and two-hearted will go from being, say... Four fifty, and we'll rise to like five fifty or six bucks even. But none of us, if nobody ordered, say Bud Light during that, Bud Light will drop from three fifty to two fifty. Uh, so you can't go in there for one beer; it'll never mm-hmm. happen because you'll want to be like, "Well, this this thing's normally ten dollars, and now it's only six fifty. I'll just blah, 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 stick around for one." Uh, and then once or twice a night, the market will crash, and there will just be some graphic of just like an arrow going boo. Ooh, it'll crash <laughs> and all the prices drop by two dollars and everyone's just like, oh, oh, you know, like like it's actually like like the like buy, the great question like wait but no come over here right now yeah super fun super super fun that's awesome I want to do that it's great I want to open one fun. of those here why don't we have one of those here I'm to be honest I'm yeah, surprised we're getting a hopcat come on oh I can't wait for that that's yeah it's gonna be, gonna be great sweet. 
but no, I, I'm shocked that that hasn't spread around like as much as Hopcat has already. To be honest, like I mean, it's kind of a hectic place to run, I'd imagine. But like every time we went in there, it was packed. I think it needs Guaranteed. to be in a place that has better public transportation than we have. Oh yeah, absolutely. True. Because yeah. it is a place where you're going to have more than one, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just around here, like Uber really hasn't taken off. Sure, Lyft hasn't really taken off. Like you can still find a ride, but. It really hasn't taken off. Yeah, it's not as easy as other big cities. Well, yeah, my sister, uh, she lived in Denver, San Francisco, New York, and Chicago. And she moved back here uh, like two years ago. And that's one of the things that she's complained about the whole time is when she was in those cities, they all had public transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd go out, you'd drink, and either you'd get on the the subway, the L train, um, a bus, or a taxi. Mm-hmm. And you went back to your place, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, where now, you know, like... You can drink two drinks and then drive home. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I went to L.A. like last month, and I never really like dove into the world of Uber until then. And yeah. it was just a godsend. It was amazing. It's awesome. And they're everywhere around there, too. Bam. Well, this is the end of our first segment. Uh, so that is all we need to say about Western Michigan University. That's mm-hmm. it. We summed it up. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. We'll I have be- a lot more to say, but I'm not going to I'm sure you I'm do. Just gonna- <laughs> There's plenty more that we don't need to go into. <laughs> we'll be back with more matters after this. Welcome back to Matters, a very special Christmas episode. Uh, We're here with uh, my co-host, Matt Rose, and our very special guest, Travis Pelto. Hello. Uh, During the break, Matt regaled us with a story (laughs) about Super Sandwich. Look, Uh, Super Super Sandwich was awesome. Matt and I in in college had, had talked about getting a public access sketch comedy show. Where it would have basically been the two of us, and it would have been unwatchable. But, but my, we would have quickly of, learned how fucking hard it is to fill twenty five minutes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, twenty five minutes of something people want to watch anyway. And so my idea was like, you know, we would have like different sketches or whatever, um, and in the background there would always be like a, a sandwich with a cape. <laughs> And it would, it would just like randomly fly through the background of a sketch, and its name was Super Sandwich, which is a play on soup or sandwich. I think it's brilliant. Thank you for what. It's Thank worth. you. I think I, I would watch the hell out of Super, Super Sandwich. sandwich. Thank I would you. Watch it. Thank you. Uh, they, they do remind. If I could say one final thing about Western, absolutely. Ahead, uh, my last semester as part of the super cool class called the New Play Project. Where originally it was people would submit short plays uh, and they would get it during the class and it would be cast, directed, and put up all within the semester. But the semester I took it, it was treated like a six episode uh, weekly, basically play sitcom. Huh. Uh, and it started, there was 15 writers and 10 actors. 
uh, from the theater department, and we all pitched ideas for a six-episode arc. One person was picked, and we devised into writing teams, and we would just churn it out every single week. Uh, and it was super fun. Uh, and the, this dude, Justin, pitched this amazing idea called uh, Earth versus the Space Kano, which was a really <laughs> cheesy uh, throwback to, like, uh, like 70s movies where uh, an asteroid was going to hit the Earth that was half uh, a volcano, half uh, asteroid. And there was a team of super sexy scientists that had to uh, help help fight it. It was a super fun class, and it really can, helped me like learn a lot about writing. Can we get a Kickstarter for this? <laughs> Dude, I would love to. The scripts are still out there, but there was this one douche, this one dickhead who was going in his master's for writing, who wanted to make everything serious and wanted to... You know, put some like real heartfelt emotions and scenes where's in the, it and stuff. Where's the real grit? Yeah, where's the grit? Where's the Did reality? you lock him in a closet? No, he was the head writer for my episode uh, and rewrote all of our stuff behind our backs and turned oh it in gosh. as the final draft. Uh, but it was good in the long run because now it's like, now I know to like stand up for what I've written for mm-hmm. and be like, no, I think this is the proper idea and stuff. Because before that, I would have been like, oh, yeah, okay, like go for it. Yeah. Uh, but it just, I look back on it and I was so frustrated at the time, but now I kind of laugh because it's like he was the one person asking for, we need the human emotion out of Space Kano. and it only made things worse that he had like a semi bowl cut and every day would wear uh jeans with black socks (laughs) i always just loved being like you nerd (laughs) eric i'm sorry no uh uh uh. (laughs) for what it's worth i am too but he looked like he was an asshole you know what Mm -hmm. i mean everybody here is cool so i i do have a question about space kano Mm mm-hmm is Space Kano just an embodiment of the rage in all of us? <laughs> I was going to ask, what does Space Kano say about us? And that's where my and, head was. And you know what? That makes me the dickhead, because that other guy was right. <laughs> he was right the whole time. <laughs> that's the subtext he was shooting for. <laughs> am I the Space Kano, or am I Earth? <laughs> are we Space Kano, or are we Dancer? What is the question? <laughs> yeah, is. Really, when you think about it. When you think about it too hard. Uh, so it is the uh, the Christmas season. Yes. Uh, today is the day that uh, many people exchange gifts with each other, and uh, brings us to our next matter at hand: best gift, worst gift. Ooh. Um, this is an opportunity for you to either say the best gift you've received or given. And the worst gift you've received or given, uh, whatever you choose, whatever you can think of first, um, gut uh, reaction, uh, what is uh, the best? Because because I I do enjoy uh, giving gifts. I try to be very thoughtful with my gifts. And other times I'm just like, here's a gift certificate. (laughs) Go crazy. It's tough, man. Like, I I will find myself getting in the loophole, especially if it's somebody you care about, like a significant other. Right. Like, you get in that black hole of just like, I need to get the perfect meaningful gift. And it's like, I don't know. I've gone down a rabbit hole sometimes, like trying to find that right gift and then, you know, send up getting a gift certificate or something like that. Well, I do do have to comment that I find the older I get, the harder it is to get a gift for my mom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, that is near near impossible at this point. Oh yeah, and my father in law is uh, you know is near impossible to shop for because the gentleman truly, I've never seen a man with more. Uh, access to toys like he just has a pool table and you know he's like one of those guys who has a you know he had a laser disc before everybody <laughs> right right you know no like he way. he just loves 
gadgets and toys and things like that, so he'll just get them. Right. You know, so he's he's definitely a harder guy to sh- to shop for or sure. or to be like, here's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily have one off the top of my head. I so. think I do, uh, and it was it wasn't because like the thought wasn't there. It was just my mom was like two years too late. Uh, my mother, sweet, very thoughtful, loving woman, love my mother, uh, bought me and my brother Furbies when we were 13 and 14. <laughs> and they were big like two years prior. It, that's being generous. They were big like three years prior. Uh, and I don't know I, I, I don't know if you guys did this growing up, but uh, they, my parents would always do that. You get to open one on Christmas Eve, just one gift. Or we, like never, we never did that. Mm-hmm. I know other families do. Do mm-hmm. we didn't? Did you ever do that, Matt? Uh, we would normally open all of our gifts on Christmas Eve. Oh, re- oh, on Christmas uh, Eve. Really? And, and here's and here's why is uh, my my mom was a nurse, my dad was a fireman, mm. so oftentimes for us to um, cel- be able to celebrate uh, Christmas Day was a day that was very hard for my mom to get off of work. Sure, but Christmas Eve she could usually squeeze, mm-hmm. so we would go to church. And we would all be in the car, and my father was always habitually late coming out. You know, he would always be the last one out of the house mm-hmm. all the time. So on Christmas Eve, he was just the last one out of the house who would write the note as Santa Claus and take the bites out of the chocolates mm-hmm. and then pull out these. <laughs> because my parents never did the, and I don't know if your parents did this, but Santa brought one gift. Everything. Oh, we, got, we got a bunch of stuff from Santa. Yeah, no, no, no. Santa brought, yeah. in, in our house, mom and dad bought everything, and Santa bought one gift. See, that's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that way, when it's like, oh, there's no Santa Claus, it's like, oh, well. That's when I'm saying. Bastard only gave one gift. It's totally cool. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though, because my mom would, like, very liberally be like, this one's from mom and dad, mother and father. And then, like, one gift would be from the cats every year. I am sure oh, this year. I still get presents from the cats. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, this year will be like, Winston, she'll do the same thing every year and just be like, Winston and Willoughby, how did they wrap up this? <laughs> 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 That is that is very much Every something my time. mom would do. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well but we get we get presents for the cats too though. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They have yeah. they have they have their own stockings in our place. We but, would always we had a dog named Killer uh <laughs> and we always got Killer a bone. No, oh, like, yeah. you know, like bone with a little bow on it or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course Killer that was like bones. <laughs> that, that bow would come out later. <laughs> yeah. He would eat it and then poop it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but no, definitely the, and it wasn't any fault. It was the best intentions, but, uh, I remember it was the first president, uh, in my life that I had to fake excitement for. So my parents have always been great at buying presents. Like every birthday, I was one thing I'm very grateful for is they are fantastic gift givers to the point where like, go back to what I was saying earlier. I feel like I have to get them good gifts every single year, uh, because they've done it so well my whole life. Um, but yeah, this was the first one where she just missed the mark a little bit by it. And I just remember me and my brother staring at each other and just being like, oh, thank you, mom. But to make matters even worse is we had to play with them, you know, oh, to be good kids. Right. Uh, and I don't know if you knew this about Furbies, but they can talk to each other and mm-hmm. they slowly learn and stuff. And my brother's, this fucking thing, <laughs> my brother's Furby would be like, he would turn to mine and be like, 
dance. And then mine would do a little dance and jig for it. <laughs> and then my Furby in return would go, dance. And I swear to God, one time my brothers just went, no. <laughs> and didn't fucking dance. It didn't do it. I was so pissed about it. And it was like the Furbies had inherited our big brother, little brother relationship in some weird way. That's amazing. Was, that, is, yeah. that is pretty awesome. Very strange. I can remember when I was a kid, um, my bro- this was the only year my brother did this. And I still don't know to this day why my brother did this. Um, but he found out what my parents got me. Um, because I think they were hiding it in his closet for some, for some odd reason. reason. Hmm. I don't know why they would do that, but um, and so he's like, "Hey, Matt, do you want to know what mom and dad got you?" And I looked at him and I was like, "No," <laughs> and he was like, "I'll show you." Like I, I really don't want to see it. Get over here. Oh, okay. And so he opens it up and he shows me that my parents got me Snake Mountain. Oh my god. Where- Oh, so man Snake Mountain. Oh. That might be a little bit before your time. I, I I think I know what you're talking about, but yes. yes. It it had the slime pit and okay. it had a microphone where you could you could like talk into the microphone, but it was so distorted. Um that uh, like all it like you would say it like supposed I to got make you He Man. Yeah, it was supposed to make your voice like, sound scary. <laughs> <laughs> like it it was it was terrifying the to noises no that came out of it. Mm-hmm. But like I know that was probably like a really hot gift that year. Yeah. And like Matt was probably like yeah. freaking out about something like that. And I got my Snake Mountain for Christmas in March. Cause that's when we could get it again. Oh wow. Oh, it was that item. It was that item. Oh, okay. I, I have no idea how my parents got it then. My parents were not the type to get you like the gift sure. of like, you know, that particular year. Though I think they, I think they got my sister a cabbage patch doll. They just got it for her. Like years late, where my sister was like, "I'm 16. <laughs> I don't need it. Thanks, this though. Is embarrassing for me to own this. <laughs> Why do I have a cabbage patch? Well, my doll? my grandma, I think, is the one that got my sister the cabbage patch doll, mm. and my like my sister took it really gracefully, or graciously, and she was like, "Oh, thanks, grandma. Like this is so great. My own cabbage patch doll. <laughs> I'm going to play with this when I get home. Thank you so much. <laughs> really. See, I've, I I've, I've traditionally have had no poker face. Oh. Um, <laughs> so whenever I would get a gift that I didn't like, like if I got a turtleneck sweater mm-hmm. or something like that, I would be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, you you don't have to like it, Matt. It's I great. don't like it. It's <laughs> great. No, I'll wear it. <laughs> I will enjoy. It. I will enjoy. It. Well, um, I, I have to. I have to be honest about my wife for a second. Is that she will always give me socks mm-hmm. as a gift. Those are. That's a great gift, by the way. Mm-hmm. When you are out of socks, you are fucked. It's true. <laughs> I rarely ever buy socks because I get them every year. It's true fact. I dislike getting socks as a gift. What, what is? You Be- probably have a lot of socks, don't you? I have a drawer full of socks. Well, I have a drawer full of socks too, but I don't wear any of them because they're stupid. <laughs> Wait a minute, what are you what talking is- about? <laughs> okay, I know I can wear jeans to work now, like every day. I don't have mm-hmm. to ever dress up at work because I have an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Whereas at my previous jobs, like you know, like you'd have to match your socks to you know your pants or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do that anymore. Like like you said, I can be a gigantic nerd. I wear black socks with my jeans. No one says a thing. Yeah, thank you. 
Eric, thank you. I retract the statement. I'm sorry. No, it is too late. <laughs> Feelings hurt. <laughs> it's recorded. It's here forever. <laughs> no, but, but like, I I kind of take a look at stocks as, as a very, it's like underwear. I don't want it as a gift. Um I will go out right now and I'll buy 20 pairs of socks if need be. Like, you know what I mean? Not tube socks or white mm-hmm. socks or anything like that. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I never liked it as a gift. I get what you're saying. I, for me, I, I don't mind them because I feel like that and like some other stocking stuffer type items, you know, like That's a chapstick or, it's cool. or even like pajama pants. Those are things I never think to buy. But I have, like, if I go back to my house right now, I have, like, four pairs of pajama pants, yeah. and I could catalog them by every Christmas, is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, like, so, uh, that's the thing, is I can, too. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the fact that I have multiple pajama pants. Agreed. And I yep. hope that no one I have ever dated or will date will be listening to this, because that way I have pajamas for, like, a girlfriend that's going to stay over, where it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I have multiple pajamas. Take your pick. No big deal. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> well, my uncle used to give socks. That's one of the reasons why, like, I think socks are a great gift. Because my uncle, he was a, a 40-year-old bachelor, and, um, a very practical fellow. He wouldn't buy wrapping paper. He would wrap it in newspaper. Sure. Which I, I tried to get like go on my own mm-hmm. and then people were like what are you like a cheapskate go buy some wrapping paper like I, newspaper's better it's more <laughs> like more ecologically friendly i do remember getting a, a gift wrapped in newspaper and as long as it was the funny papers i yeah. thought it was the best that's the thing it had to be <laughs> oh marmaduke or at least or at least pay for a usa today so it's in color as long yeah. as it's not like as long as it's not like the classifieds or, or something like the oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Grandma? Where are my Oh, no. It's a double gift. It's a double oh, no. So I've, I, I, re- I now will share with you, in retrospect, I mean, a gift is a beautiful thing. Sure. And, and it always comes from the best place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some gifts that when you get them, kind of like your Furby, mm-hmm. um, the intention is there, but the gift misses the mark yes. so much in its execution. Mm-hmm. And here is mine. Okay. The year is like 1986, 87. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo Entertainment System is the most popular toy. I own a Nintendo Entertainment System. I saved my money forever, and I had it. So... My uncles, my I have two uncles, uh, my uncle Butch and my uncle Jack. Uh, they all save up, and I think even my grandma was in on this, and they buy me tag team wrestling. Oh, that game was awesome! No, that game was not awesome. <laughs> Whatever, Matt. That game was awesome. Tag team wrestling starred the Ricky Fighters. Versus the strong bads. <laughs> is that where strong bad comes from? Yes, it is. Oh my really? Yep. Okay. Um, the the game sucks. It's okay. fucking terrible. It is 
So bad. You, you do not think this is a good game, Matt. You, maybe maybe I'm confusing this with like... No, there was another wrestling game that was awesome and it had the wrestler with the star over his eye. Yes, okay. That that's game what was, was great. That's what I was thinking. No, this game was this piece of shit that oh Eric's gosh. showing. No, that's not what I'm thinking oh, of Oh, yeah, this looks... Oh, oh, no, they went down to the concrete. Hit him with a chair. <laughs> yeah, so the way that this game worked is you would hit somebody... And then a list of attacks would come up. And then you would have to cycle through the attacks and oh then choose God. that attack. Oh, man. That is that is quite the uh, the user experience there. It's like, oh, it's like if somebody threw a bunch of bureaucracy into wrestling. <laughs> it was horrible. Also, the count was... I would like a body slam requisition form, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the Ricky fighters, <laughs> they're doing a little jig too. Oh God, I wish you. Could or is that see like a like a like a hammer dance? Like if they it's, moved side to side, but it's just from the ankles below, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, we'll make the GIF available eventually. <laughs> oh please. But yeah, so here I am, so excited because the cover looked amazing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I loved wrestling as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I pop it in, and it's like. I'm expecting Mike Tyson's punch out, but with wrestling. Sure. Oh, you know, man, punch out was awesome. Um, I'm just, uh, my expectation is through the roof, and I get this flaming turd. <laughs> and, and it is, it is. Oh, there we go. Data yeah, East's that. finest. I mean, the cover looks awesome. It looks yep. like it it's a guy in a uh, luchador mask versus a total face. Um, <laughs> it, it it looks amazing, and it is not. I love. It, uh, sorry, I, I love looking at these old cover arts for like early video games because now I feel like they look like like the the smut romance novels. Of they do. Age. They do. <laughs> just like, well, we can't really visualize what it is because we don't have the capability to. So let's just get like a really romantic looking painting in there. <laughs> That's what it looks like every single time to me. The only one that um, that didn't look like that uh, was the Dungeons and Dragons for Intelli. What was it? Intelligent Television. What was it? Intellivision. Yes, Intellivision. There we oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew. I knew the tagline. I didn't know the actual name of the system. Uh, Brian Martin had it when I was a kid. Okay. And um, like his dad would actually play it a lot, and they had Dungeons and Dragons, and like that was that was a game I could never get because it was like you still had to like choose what your attack was going to be sometimes Mm -hmm. or it's like oh here's a dragon am i gonna shoot an arrow or like i don't know nunchucks or something like i got slain by an elf guess we'll figure (laughs) it out uh going off of video games and gifts the 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 inverse to my furby uh, like a gift with good intentions, but didn't realize what the repercussions would be. I want to say it, it honestly, it might've been the same year or maybe like the year afterward, but my grandma who lived in North Carolina at the time, uh, <laughs> we, she called, told us up on the phone. Me and brother were like, we want Grand Theft Auto three for the PlayStation two <laughs> and bought it for us. when We were way too young. So our gift, it was before my parents knew anything about Grand Theft Auto <laughs> or a gift for my sweet, sweet grandma West was Grand Theft Auto three. And it wasn't until a full month and a half later that my brother haphazardly was like, dad, come check this game out. Look, you oh, can no. get a prostitute in the car. And he just like, my dad had this meltdown. I'm just like, what is this game? What is going on? <laughs> 
but it was they, at that point. I think he realized that we were just too far gone. Like you know, we'd already played it for a month and a half. There's other we hadn't seen in it, so he's just like, ah, isn't all right. Yeah, just go. Just for go it. ahead, run over pedestrians. I yep. don't care. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's yeah. Can I do my my worst and best? I would love to. No. <laughs> I would love to. I'm indifferent. So um, <laughs> so it's 1980. Um, I love this already. Yeah, I already love the story. Came out um, that summer, and I believe I might have been on the cusp of uh, you know figuring out the Santa thing. <laughs> but nonetheless, I go to uh, to see Santa, and I say I would like a uh, a snow speeder, please. And um, Christmas morning, I got to open up. What I know is a Kenner-sized box of a snowspeeder, and lo and behold... Uh, oh, I saw you looking at it. Yeah. I saw you looking at it. It, it was this. He got... Uh, Whoa. A Twin Pod cloud car. Now... I've never even Bespin, seen those. Bespin does not even have snow. It is a, <laughs> it is a gaseous giant. I, I, I open it up, and I have a look on my face like a Matt Noss opening up socks, right? <laughs> <laughs> And my mom can the old tell. Phrase. My mom can tell. She goes, "Yeah, but but Eric, this one, it holds two guys. It holds two action figures." <laughs> mom, you just don't get it, <laughs> guys. Snowspeeder, right? Not only. And I told my mom on the spot, Snowspeeder holds two action figures. It's got a harpoon fucking gun on the back, <laughs> plus lighted cannons on the side. Right? I mean. Oh, oh, I didn't know I had the lighted cannons. Yeah, now that changes everything. Yeah, no, and a few years ago, so my best gift probably, um, well, maybe not my best, but I loved it just the same as right behind Travis. Or the globe? No, <laughs> 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 was like, I was behind the the Breaking Bad barrel. <laughs> it's a snowspeeder. My my wife. Uh, no, because I remember I remember yeah, yeah. the snowspeeder. Yeah. Now the the eventual Target version didn't have the lighted cannons on. That is it, but, awesome. But still. My wife was, uh, she'd heard that story so many goddamn times because, you know, I never wanted to, you know, twin pod cloud card my kids. <laughs> that's what I would always do. <laughs> use that old phrase. Exactly. <laughs> I love when you turn a noun into a verb. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to twin pod cloud card my kids. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, At what point hilarious. does the twin pod cloud car appear in Empire? Oh, it's just... Yeah. um. They're going up to Cloud it's, City. Yeah, it's, right? it's when uh, the Millennium Falcon is going towards Cloud City, and they're like, bip, 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 bip. Yeah, they're coming in the side looking all not really threatening, but could bank a little bit, and that would be the end of them. But <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and that's when, uh, that's like when they land, and then Lando comes out, and he's looking all tough. Like, I can't believe you're showing your face here again. And then, like, Han isn't really sure how to read it. And then he's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, punches him, like, how are you, you old hound dog? Or old whatever he says. <laughs> I want to say the worst gift I've ever given. I don't know if it was the worst gift, but I was seeing a girl, um, and I knew that she was into cooking, and she mentioned that she liked waffles. And I and she liked his waffles, and I <laughs> oh, bought no. her a waffle iron. Oh, no. Goddamn right. I, uh, <laughs> See, to a guy, that's a practical gift. Right. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, if someone got me a waffle iron or, like, God and forbid, I, one of those mixers, like the, the sweet ones, I'd be like, sure. oh, my God. 
I got high five. I got her like a wearing one too. I got her like a, I I think it was a wearing. I got her a really nice one. Like it wasn't a cheap ass waffle iron. She take it the wrong way though. She didn't. She didn't. She, she said that she really liked it, but I still think like in (laughs) retrospect, I was like, what was I thinking? Like, why would I give a girl ever? Okay. We, I can, I can beat that. Well, uh, (laughs) but then I remembered just now. That we gave my mom for Mother's Day a garden weasel. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But are those the things that like wrangle up your garden hoses? Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. Garden no. weasel is a thing that has like the two spiked discs. And that's what like. It was, it, oh, the weasel. It was like, oh, an, okay. it was like, an, it was like a okay. rake in a circle. It was like a twined yeah, rake yeah. that you could it kind of like if you ran it over dirt, it would turn it into mulch, or you could take out the center peg. But I gave my mom a garden weasel uh, yes. for okay. oh, no. for Mother's Day, no. and uh, I think it was received like socks were for me. <laughs> that was like instantly like. Who the fuck's gonna use this? <laughs> and like I could tell well, your mom I, likes to garden though. Mm. Nah. <laughs> that's how i felt anytime i buy my mom a dvd or years past anyway which i just gave up on because i have no joke explain my mom explain to my mom how to turn on the dvd player and surround sound seven times via text via phone via voicemail two times in person once in written directions i have written it's directions insane. almost every year because i bought my parents a home theater. Mm-hmm. I bought them a Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. I bought them like uh, just uh, like over the years, you know, DVD and then Blu-ray and sure. CD and all that stuff. And I wrote them detailed instructions every time. When I got my parents a Nexus Seven, mm-hmm. I wrote directions on the Nexus Seven on how to <laughs> on how to use the Nexus Seven for mm-hmm. one, which was folly <laughs> <laughs> because it expects them to be able to log in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, directions on how to use everything. So, hey, like, here's the directions for the home theater and TV. And, like, here's directions to a treasure. If you actually read this. If you um, can find it. Yeah, <laughs> it's under a giant T. Figure it out if you may. Um, um, but, yeah, no, I... I so one time I was at the Wab. And I I feel like my phone vibrating, so I look, and it's my parents. And I had to go in the bathroom, and I had to give directions to my dad on how to turn the TV on for 15 minutes. <laughs> Where, like, people would come in, and I'm like, no, n- no. Hit the power on the TV. And, like, one of the guys looks at me, and he's like, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Tech support for your parents is, is it's, always it's and will it's always be the most frustrating, most difficult thing mm-hmm. Mom, in the entire Mom, mm-hmm. stop. It doesn't hate you. <laughs> it doesn't hate you. It is an inanimate you- object. I, I hate to... to uh, so my, my son, my 13-year-old today, quoted uh, Mike Berbiglia a bit about this. <laughs> and uh, maybe I can pull it. But... Um, He's Berbiglia is talking about um, helping his dad out with his computer, and his dad ends up saying, "Oh, you should really be in tech support." And and Mike's like, well, "You should really be a caveman." <laughs> Perfect. And my scary. kid quoted it to me. I was so proud. <laughs> well, I can I can tell you right now what one of the I have two worst gifts that are stuck in my head. <laughs> one, um. When my sister was in college, I rarely ever saw my sister. 
So I really didn't know the kind of stuff my sister liked. But I remember that one time I was in the car with my sister. And uh, what's the song? Friends in Low Places. Yes, oh, like our Garth Brooks song Rex. comes on. Yeah. And my sister apparently liked the song. And so I was like, ha ha. My sister <laughs> likes Garth Brooks. So I got her, what was it? When the thunder rolls or yep. whatever. It thunder rolls. <laughs> yep. I got her the CD and like I wrapped it. And <laughs> Christmas morning comes around. And my sister's like, oh, my brother got me a CD. Sweet. And she opens it and she looks at it. And she like had a confused laugh. And she goes, is this a joke? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was and I was like, and so I got really defensive, and I was like, I don't know what you like, <laughs> and it was the worst Christmas ever. I think I like balled the receipt up and threw it at her. <laughs> You've changed since you went to school, and uh. then uh, the first year that I was with Gaia, a, a girl that I dated um, in the early two thousands, um, it was. <laughs> it was her birthday um and i forgot it was her birthday until like 6 30 at night oh, and i was no. like oh shit it's her birthday today she's probably mad i haven't said anything so i drove to meyer and i got her a bread knife <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait. So you remembered it was her birthday. I couldn't. And the best retort was to buy a bread knife. It was. Look, not even like a like a like a magazine. Like a magazine would have been better, in theory. I I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think think I might have gotten her like. I don't know, like a colander or two or something. Oh my where it was God. like, hey, here's here's a bunch of stuff you didn't ask for that oh I know boy. you need, but also what? And so <laughs> I, I gave them to her. <laughs> and, and also, huh? <laughs> and so like I gave it to her and she was like, oh, like I think she was more relieved that I remembered it was her birthday than the actual gifts. But like, geez, I think. I think I was drunk last year and I just texted her out of the blue and I was like, remember when I got you that bread knife? I'm sorry. <laughs> and now, she didn't she didn't respond rightfully. Yeah. Like she's but, married, she lives in New York, where it was like, Oh, one of my ex-boyfriends just sent me a message apologizing for getting me a bread knife. Well, at least she's got closure. I mean, look at that. <laughs> I do. I do have a funny. I do. I do have a funny gift story involving knives. Ironically enough, Uh, because me and my brother, we we have a very good track record with giving presents. Uh, uh, One year, uh, maybe remind us. You're talking about the oh, the conversation I had with my sister. She said she'd like that. Uh, I don't even remember what the conversation was about, uh, but it somehow led to me and my brother. Very briefly, like no longer than two minutes, saying how cool it would be if we both knew how to do uh, throw knives, like <laughs> like with precision, like they do mm-hmm. in action movies. Right, right. Uh, and I remembered it, 
like the next day and it was like august like it was way early and i was like you know what i'm gonna blow his mind and i'm gonna buy him throwing knives for christmas how awesome would that be uh so i went on amazon and i like i doubted myself thinking like there's gotta be some law against like ordering that online nope nope not, not at all not at all and not in for fact knives. you can get throwing knives cheaper than i'm sure like kitchen knives because i bought my brother it was really sweet it came with a wrist sling you like put it on your wrist and it's three tiny knives like maybe like Mm -hmm. eh, like six inches or so big uh and this like wrist thing that you can put them all in there so i imagine if you get professional you can just like fling them from your (laughs) wrist or something (laughs) like Um, gambit (laughs) yeah gambit with like tiny knives pretty much uh so i was like this will be so cool so flash forward to Christmas Day, uh, and he hands me a gift, and he's like, dude, open this up. And I open it up, and it's a set of throwing knives uh, <laughs> sponsored sponsored by the movie The Expendables, uh, <laughs> which if you haven't seen Jason Statham's Jason character, throws, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw knives. So Christmas. It, yeah. But they were massive. Like, they were, like, almost, like, they're seriously, like, 10 inches long, and they had this giant rope handle. Like, you could, I still have them to this day. Like, you could seriously, like, you could kill someone very easily with them, which is why I never mess with them. But then I, it, my jaw instantly dropped, like, I'd just been proposed to, and I was like, Tyler, open this gift. <laughs> See, I would have, I like, at that point, I would have kicked it under the sofa. Like, oh, man, like, where's your, I, I thought, I, I know I brought it down. Someone must have broken so in. Just, so what happened when he opened your gift? It was Susan. I was like, I no, it, he knew before he op- even opened it, because my reaction was like, you're going to want to open this one. Like, you're, you're going to want to. And he was like, did you, no, and then we opened it up, and we're like, yeah, but it was like, it was perfect because it was like opposite sets of knives. Like, his were ninja knives. Mine were coming and guns blazing and slit and throat <laughs> sort of knives thing. But um, we also, and I actually, I forgot this. This is another contender for best gift I've ever got. We also have this long-standing tradition that we buy each other a one really bad video game, like a bargain bin video game from GameStop. <laughs> and he won like two years ago. It will never be a better game than this. Um, but you know those, okay, so the light gun games, like Time yeah. Crisis with the totally. plastic guns. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, he bought one of those. It's for the Nintendo Wii. And it's a collection of like three or four games in this series uh, called Mad Dog McCree. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this? Have you seen yeah, this? it's a live action game. Yes, yes. It's all live action. It's and terrible. It's, set, it's basically like the like those horrible like old Wild West towns <gasps> you would go to. Like the one that was on Community? Kind of, sort of, yes. yes. Kinda, oh my sorta, gosh. Yeah. It's, it's like that. It seriously seems like the game could have been made from Community. That like game it's so bad. seriously it's was hilarious. a 90s game. It was oh dude. it was a, it was an oh my god shows it's yeah, he's so got bad but yeah there's this we were playing through it and it's just like this beautiful time capsule of horrible acting <laughs> and like just even worse like animatics because like you shoot somebody and there's like a half second delay and then they fall over like that yeah uh, but there's this one part where you go through the Chinatown and uh, and if you shoot civilians you automatically lose and it plays the same clip of this woman trying to do an Asian accent going oh, no. you shot an innocent. A bad ruck. And she just says, <laughs> she just says ruck straight up. She doesn't, Kong, she doesn't even say luck. It's bad ruck. No accent. It's just like she was written out phonetically. It was so bad. Oh, that's. Oh, That's a awful. thousand pardons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will die a slow death, a thousand tiny cuts. <laughs> Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jones is so bad. Uh, uh, so I can remember one time, <laughs> Matt got me a great gift, no doubt. But he was like, dude, you're never going to guess what I got you 
ever. <laughs> and so I look at him and I go, oh, God, you didn't get me a Mr. T air freshener, did you? <laughs> And it was like I punched him in the testicles <laughs> where he was just like, <gasps> like, uh, uh, well, I'm, your gift is out in the car. Wait, what, you were right? <laughs> yeah. I was. I was absolutely right. Was it a, well, here's the thing. Are you, the, was it an ongoing the, bit or the something? The backstory is that Matt had always mentioned a Mr. T air freshener. Oh. Um, he, you know, he had always, he, Mr. T. I have an affinity for Mr. T. Mm. And who doesn't? I mean, let's be real. Yeah, I heard the like, Mr. T Commandments 45. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who didn't? Um, so many people, but <laughs> treat your mother right was usually the more popular one. Sure. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, I got it from Matt off of eBay. But I'm also very terrible at keeping secrets anyway. And uh, he does not have a poker face. As and I get so mentioned. excited about things. Like if I were to find a present that i thought you were going to enjoy mm-hmm. and i and i had it and but i wasn't supposed to give it to you until christmas sure. she would giggle incessantly i couldn't <laughs> wait for you to get it i got right. like seriously um the, i would say the best gift i ever bought and this not a christmas gift but and it's not really a gift but the engagement ring i bought for my wife is is a very nice ring mm-hmm. um and the only way that I was able to not show it to my wife and blow the engagement surprise is that I showed it to everybody else, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is very counterintuitive. I no, t- it makes sense in a weird way. Like yeah. I told, it's what's well, the kind of thing where it's like if I told you, hey, I'm going to ask Catherine to marry me, but don't tell anybody. It really puts <laughs> yeah, it really puts a lot of pressure on you. Oh, totally. So I just. Yeah told everybody figuring like nobody could keep anything yeah no i understand that logic because my brother uh he proposed to his now fiance like two three months ago uh but he told me he was gonna propose to her like seriously in april mm-hmm. like he just like but he took his sweet time getting there uh and every single time i saw her after that i was just like hey nicole how's it going <laughs> like you know i like i had heard some yeah like i heard some weird secret I know about something. her yeah. Don't know. You just heard like some nasty bedroom secret. But it's really it's really just that your brother's no. gonna ask him to marry. <laughs> uh, but no, he straight up he told me and my dad and even a couple of uh our cousins uh who we're very close with, uh, but he did not tell my mom until after the fact. Uh because Oh my gosh, he knew. what? Because he knew, he knew if he told her, it would be exactly what you just said. Oh, like, she would just oh. be like, the next time she saw Hey, Nicole, Nicole have you heard of the news? <laughs> so, how are you doing, Nicole? Like, have I ever told you different. you're, like, family? Yeah. <laughs> I would love it mom, if you were my daughter-in-law. <laughs> no, she would just start crying as soon as, soon as she saw her, knowing my mom. Just be like, <laughs> oh, God. No! You're going to be a Pelto. <laughs> Max, No! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh my god. Uh so you got a what's the best gift, man? The best gift I ever got. I oh, that's a tough call. Or given. Or given, a given. That's a oh. To be honest, I'm struggling to think about. It. I mean, for 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 strictly for the laughs alone, I'm leaning towards Mad Dog McCree. <laughs> <laughs> so much joy from that game. Um no. bad rock, rock. bad to rock. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? I will say, uh, for sentimental reasons alone, um, 
my sweet, sweet grandma, uh, my dad's side of the family, uh, she's in a nursing home now and it kind of, you know, out of her wits a little bit. Uh, so now we know my dad like buys the presents for us, but her and my grandpa, uh, when he was alive, they would always buy, uh, <laughs> like the most wonderful bag of knickknacks every single year. Cause we have, they had, I, I, between my dad and all my aunts and uncles, they had like five or six kids in their generation and all of them had like at least two or three kids so they have a ton of grandkids to buy stuff for so it would always just be like wonderfully tacky knickknacks and all sorts of stuff like that uh but the one like penultimate gift uh was the hardcover edition of that year's ripley's believe it or not book (laughs) which we still get every single year and we joke about like i i want to go back and find the entire catalog it's just scattered throughout all the places i've lived at uh, but we were cracking up last year cause we were at my grandma's apartment. Um, and we were looking through all of our Ripley's books at the same time cause they bought like a dozen of them and Ripley's is struggling. They are, they are out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they are out of stuff in the internet age to, to believe, you believe or, or not. not. Because I got to the back of the book and I was like, everyone turn to page 73 or whatever it was right now. And it was like. Kayla, whatever, from blah, 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 Idaho, had six snails on her face at one time. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Believe it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And everyone almost just looked at each other and was just like, I believe it. (laughs) And that's like... And that's most of the books now. It's I've, like, I've heard I've heard that she's had more than six on her face. Yeah, or that drift. <laughs> if you gave me five bucks, I would put six snails on my face. No, seriously, you know? it's not something that I would doubt existing. But yeah, it's like it's now it's like one every five pages or something. Like wow, that's pretty crazy. But now it's just like that's eccentric. That's a little <laughs> weird. Uh, so for sentimental reasons, I will say the best gift I ever got. Ripley's we are not hardcover. So good. Awesome. But you all. Maddie, what do you got? Um, I don't want to go over the best I've ever received. I'd rather go over the best ones that I've given. Sure. Um, Last year, for my sister's Christmas present slash uh, housewarming present, I drew her um, three pictures. I drew her uh, Saint-Sulpice in Paris, the Pantheon in Paris, and then Hagia Sophia in uh, Turkey. And... um, those took a really long time to draw, by the way. I am a classically trained artist Ooh. from Western Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, fancy artist. And somewhere cool. somebody got wet. Fancy. <laughs> it was me. I'm the one who got wet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I also, um, I gave Gaye, the, the same girl that I gave the bread knife to, I um, ended up painting her a, a very large picture Um I stole one of the magnets on her fridge because she and I went to go see um, got something at uh, the opera house. And she got this magnet of um, the Barber of Seville. And so I saw it and I was like, she really likes that. I'm going to paint that. So I, I painted like a, I don't know, a three by five, like, uh, like that's a three foot by five foot, not a three inch by five inch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I painted her like a huge replica of that. And that's then cool. I got it framed and like she she cried when she got it because she was like, finally, <laughs> a gift a I can't, yeah, finally a gift I can't <laughs> cut bread with. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I got her the same gift every year. <laughs> See, that's cool, though. And I feel like that's why my answer is not something I've given. Because I don't feel like I have any, like, tangible talents where I can be like, here's something that I crafted. You know, I've always wanted to give a gift where it's like, hey, this is something you love. And I took time and made it for you. You know what I mean? That's really badass. It's really cool. I, uh... I would say the gift that is closest to that and probably the best gift that I've given uh, is I wrote Catherine a bunch of stories. Um, and, and it's because this was when I was trying to get out of debt, so I didn't have any money to buy gifts. Sure. So Christmas was a craft. and uh, <laughs> Christmas is a craft. Christmas is a craft. And uh, I, wrote, I wrote stories, but one of the stories that uh, I wrote her was uh, not related to how we met or anything along those lines. It's a very... Involved a Merck's razor. <laughs> Involved a Merck's razor. And super sandwich. <laughs> and she loved it. And she loved it. Uh, but it involved, a, uh, it involved a trip that I took to Boston. Uh, so I'll tell you the story. And this Is that when it, you went to the beer festival? Yeah. So okay, I went right. to the Extreme Beer Festival. Host, Love it already. Uh, the Alstrom Brothers, a beer advocate in Boston, mm-hmm. uh, were holding an extreme beer festival. Um, Sam Calgioni from Dogfish Head was there. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Jim Cook from Sam Adams was there. The people from Sam Adams were there. And like Arrogant Bastard was there. So Stone was there. Um, like all, all of the, everything that's big now. But I mean, this is like 2006. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Yeah. So this it was, was like before the, the, the whole scene really blew up. Right. Yeah. This was like when it was bubbling up. Like, and it was really happening. Was that, what's his name? Larry Bell? Yeah, I, mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if Bell's was there, but Founders was there. Sure, and like, nice. and seriously, the beers were just like Kentucky Breakfast Stout, uh, oh, the damn. Centennial Ale from um, Founders, yeah, f- from Founders, mm-hmm. and and then like the one that Sam Adams basically had to create a strain of yeast to be able to. Um, get to this level of alcohol what? like they, they oh i know the one yeah i know the one you're talking about yeah i forget what it's called um but i had a sip of that and it tastes like a, a scotch or a bourbon it's so amazing that's intense it's so intense yeah so um we get there so we drive um from detroit to boston we go through canada <laughs> we get there it is freezing cold mm-hmm. we we park we we are staying at the best western roundhouse uh which is on the outskirts of town we walk from there two and a half miles to fenway park um because there's a there's a beer bar there that we've heard about um we we order beers that we can't get in Michigan at the time. So Stone was not in Michigan at this time. Mm-hmm. So I, I order an arrogant bastard. Mm-hmm. My friend Jason, who I'm with, he orders something. I drink this beer. I am drunk. I I, I went from zero <laughs> to 60 in like two seconds because like we've been on the road all day. Sure. We're road tired and we haven't really eaten. Yep. So I am now completely out of my depth Mm. at this bar in Boston. And so luckily this bar serves food. And this is the story that I'm writing, Catherine. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I see that the special of the day is mini hamburgers with fries. I'm like, can't go wrong there. Mm. I'm sure this bar is not going to screw up mini hamburgers with fries. (laughs) So I order mini hamburgers with fries. They come and I want to put ketchup on my fries. So I grab a Heinz ketchup bottle. 
And my friend Chad showed me this really cool thing <laughs> to get oh, the ketchup no. from the no. bottom to the top, which is you use centrifugal force to, <laughs> and you raise it up and then you swing it down. Oh, God. And it <laughs> takes the ketchup from the bottom to the top. Sure. So I raise my hand up and I. I put it down as fast as I possibly can, and all I hear is ting, 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 ting of the cap as it is flying off of this ketchup bottle. I thought this was going in a different direction entirely. Go so on. it just turned into Evil Dead at your table. <laughs> so, so I look behind me, and there is a line oh, of ketchup <laughs> ending at an arrow that is my pants <laughs> and coat, God. which is covered in ketchup. No way. So I take this, and my friend Jason looks at me, and he's like, what the, what, what the fuck was that? What the fuck did you just do? Why did you do that? I'm just, and I'm drunk, and I'm like, <laughs> so Chad, I, Chad told me to do it. So I put, I put some ketchup on my fries. I put it down. And at that point, thank God I didn't hit anybody in Boston. Like, seriously, the bar was just empty like five minutes later it was full Mm -hmm. like it was empty there was no one there and i go up to a guy who already works there and he's already got a mop and i go (laughs) just mop off my pants and i know i I look at him and i go someone got ketchup all over the floor (laughs) and then i say these words with ketchup all over and then i say i don't know it's crazy (laughs) I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy. To which I go to the bathroom and I I scrape a crime scene off of myself. But you know, in your mind, you were like, he'll buy this. <laughs> I honestly thought, and I was going to go, I, 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 real quick, I thought the story was going to be, you you were like like a, like a beer bottle in a bad fight scene in a movie. You just shattered the ketchup jar over the table and you're drunk and holding a weapon and everyone in Boston's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> so, I'm glad it turned out the other way, but please, go on. So I give the stories to Catherine and of course she reads that one and she's in hysterics. Mm-hmm. She's like, I love this story. I could hear it and read it all the time, and uh, and that was, and I felt like whenever you make a gift, it's always very thoughtful. Sure, it's a lot more thoughtful than something that you can buy, and it's something I don't rely on enough mm-hmm. to be like. If I wrote my mom a note telling her how much I I think of her and gave it to her, she would probably be like, "This is the most special thing to me." Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To like, be honest, though, I think anything you give your mom, she will love. But something that takes that much effort. Yeah. I mean, sure. I think that's what really matters. Because, I mean, your mom is such a sweet person. Yeah. That, I mean, honestly, like, you could get her a pair of sandals. And she'd be like, Matt, like, I have wanted a pair of sandals. <laughs> True. These are the best sandals. You are the best son. I love you. Because so, that's just, I mean, that's... That's the kind of person your mom is. She's, so this year for Christmas, and, and we're going to see if it pans out, because I have my brother on uh, feeler duty. My mom's bed is laughable. Mm-hmm. She's in a double bed, 
uh, that is what? easily 25 years old. And uh, that's, the, that's the same bed that, like, when I used to hang yes. out at your house. Oh, my God. Yeah, she said she has the same bed. So I'm like, Dougie and I are talking. We're like, we need we need to buy Mom a new bed. Yeah. This is, it's time. That's a good one, though. That's You're going to get her, like, a sleep number? or I, I don't, whatever she wants. But uh, we're not going to pick it out, obviously. But we're just going to probably just give her the box that has a bed in it. And be like, this is your gift this year. You, you, oh, she's like... We, when Catherine and I got married, we were sleeping in a double bed for about a year, and then Catherine and I kept waking up sore and angry. Oh God, mm. yeah. When yeah. when I used to live with Gaye, she had a twin bed, and it was like my hips and my shoulders got thrown out all the time. And it's just like Catherine and I remember, and she was just like, uh, "This month we're buying a bed. I don't care what we have to give up for the month." Yep. <laughs> you know, like yep. whatever we have to do. I remember. Yeah, my my brother when he, he lived in austin for a little while but when he moved down there he had like just the worst shitty ben box spring from like all through elementary school middle school and all that he said with his first paycheck he bought a tempurpedic bed and just ate ramen for like a month and a half <laughs> and he was like i don't regret it i don't regret it for a second still has the bed so <laughs> but yeah it's tough though man it is very tough i i ah, i want to have like a handcrafted gift i could give people but I don't know. It's kind of tough. Yeah. When you don't have any tangible talents. So. Well, no matter what you do this holiday season, as long as it's from the heart, it's going to count. Truth. And we'll be back with more matters after this. Go Comedy Media sounds like Flight 1977 nonstop. But it's, it is a thing that is very foreign to me to be drinking at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm just not built for that. Like I'm built. That's for... not necessarily part of it. You don't what do you have mean? to. <laughs> what do you mean, Matt? You're an alcoholic. Oh boy, <laughs> zombies, buzzards, sharks, uh, 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 alligators, mythical creatures, <laughs> yep. uh, animals, um, uh, piranha. Things known for their teeth. Uh, Elizabeth Shue movies. Uh, 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 porno actors. Uh, things that are hungry for flesh. There you go. Go comedy media sounds like. The evening news period. Uh, so this is a little game we're calling Tea Party Nazi or Westboro. Oh. Uh, can I add family to this list? <laughs> There's no freedom of speech in Canada. There's no freedom of religion in Canada. It's against the law to read the Bible in Canada. <laughs> um. Let, I, I, let's go with Westboro. That was good old Fred. Give it up for yes. Fred Phelps yes. on the happy day. By the way, did he die of rosacea? Because his face was fucked. Up. Go comedy media sounds like matters. Because like, look at look at the comparison between Dolph Lundgren and mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester way, Stallone in heels is five foot two. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren flats seven foot eight. Okay, they had to constantly put Sylvester Stallone on a stool. To be able to film their scenes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I might have made that up. Go Comedy Media sounds like Mike Bobbitt's Nowadays. But, like, it's so hard to lose weight when you get older and everything. And so it's, I'm having a hard time being, like, encouraged because you have to work out, like, twice as hard as you had to when you were younger. I went to the gym the other day and turned around and drove home because I couldn't get a close enough parking space. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not walking that far to the treadmill. Fuck that. Go Comedy Media sounds like Keith Fagan's The Bone Eaters, Kara Troutman's Happy-ish, and Ryan Parmenter's Hyperbole. 
Well, they're books. Books are media. Discover Go Comedy Media at gocomedymedia.net slash media. Go Comedy Media. Sounds funny. Welcome back to Matters. Um, Travis, thank you so much uh, for being part of the show. Uh, we hope that you have a very uh, happy holiday, a very Merry Christmas. And to all three of you as well, the Mats and Eric. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank, thank you a ton for having me. And, you know... Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the part of the show where if you have anything to plug or anything that you want to mention where people can find you, uh, Twitter addresses, anything along those lines, sure. um, this, this is the time for that. So uh, Funny you say Twitter. I have a humble goal with Twitter. Uh, I'm very simple to find. It's just at Travis Pelto, all one word. Um, I've made the account about five or six years ago. I've only had one tweet, and <laughs> uh, I, I, and I want to get as many followers as possible off of this one tweet. The one tweet is me in all caps saying, please help me, how do I Twitter? <laughs> and I would love, love to get more followers. Because what, what had happened, what happened was, what had happened? What happened was uh, I work at Quicken Loans, uh, downtown Detroit. Uh, brr, nah, it's wonderful. It's a fun company. Uh, my friend... Uh, I work for a competitor, that's why. Oh, I you do? do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk after the podcast. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Danny, uh, who no longer works there, but she used to work in social media, long story short, told her the same story I just said. Uh, and she's like, oh my God, that's so funny. I'm going to retweet that. And we were at lunch at the time. And then like 10, 20 minutes later, she went, oh my God, oh my God, no, oh my God. I was like, what? Uh, she said, I thought I tweeted that from my own personal account. I tweeted it from Opportunity Detroit, <laughs> which is one of Dan Gilbert's nonprofits. <laughs> so I instantly got like, I think, I think it was no exaggeration, like two dozen followers in about a half hour. And I was like, cool. If I can get another bump like that, we'll see what happens. So I don't have a lot of followers, uh, but that's only semi-serious. Uh, um, uh, I'm at go comedy a lot in Ferndale, Michigan. Please check out go comedy. Uh, I'm in the awesome troop human amusements with Matt Noss. Uh, and uh, uh, starting in January, human amusements is going to be doing uh, monthly sketch shows. Uh, I believe uh, we're doing the last Friday. We are or? doing January 23rd. Yes, January 23rd at Go Comedy. Uh, that is a Friday. We're going to have a brand new uh, written sketch show every month. Uh, so please come and check that out. Uh, also, I'm in the improv troops Forever 15 in the offbeats outside of Human Amusements. Uh, and they're usually playing on Sundays at Go Comedy. So check that out. Uh, oh, and another troop called Question Marky Mark. Uh, so check that out. Uh, and also the Planet at Home team every Monday at uh, the Planet Ant Theater in Hamtramck, Michigan. Uh, historic Planet Ant Planet Theater. Uh, uh, it's really awesome. Five bucks. You can see a bunch of improv. Uh, and a lot of awesome people have come from the theater. There's a lot of history behind it. So if you haven't been there, check it out. Super fun. Matt's at, a home team member. I am a home team member. <laughs> yes. At Planet Ant yes. on Twitter. Yes, at Planet Ant. Uh, and Forever 15 has a Facebook page. Check that out. So does Human Amusements. So does the Planet Ant, I believe, as well. So check all that out. It's fun yeah. stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you want to you wanna plug anything? You know, um, I, I was just thinking, Travis, you have something else going on in, in January as well. You're oh directing. Oh, my God. How did I forget? <laughs> I thought about that beginning, and then I, and then I forgot it with the, my dumb Twitter story. Uh, so I'm directing a short-form group, a uh, wonderful short-form group that uh, Mr. Eric Hanke 
Hey guys, uh, is a part. See what of. I did there? Uh, it is called the Dragon Army, uh, and I believe uh, starting January we have two shows. On the fifteenth uh, is our first one, and then the twenty-first. I believe you have something sure. like that. Uh, I can double check. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be an awesome new short form launch group. Uh, some awesome, awesome people that are doing awesome work at Go Comedy are going to be doing a short form launch group. So please check that out. It's Thursdays, uh, and it will be, I believe, a couple times. Uh, per month at go comedy so check out that go comedy.net you guys yeah and that's what i was gonna say so yeah. thanks travis hey thank you awesome matt got anything <laughs> you can't you can't hear a shrug but i i um <laughs> i'm at karate dracula on twitter and that's, that's a great handle I, it was it was surprising that no one had it mm-hmm. because my last one was incomprehensible to anyone but me so whenever I would say it, I'd be like, I'm not spelling it. Just <laughs> just find me through Matt. <laughs> but at Karate Dracula is surprisingly easy to find. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do want to say hello and greetings to a couple new followers. A um, couple people. I don't know if they found us through the, f- the show or they just enjoy me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much for following at Matt Noss. I always appreciate that. Um, Thank you so much for everybody to listen that listens to the show. It is our 11th episode. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, man, 11 episodes already um, with matters. It's been going really well. Um, Thanks everybody for sticking with us and helping us out. Again, we are completely open to feedback. We want to hear what you want to hear. Uh, So just hit us up on Twitter. Uh, That's probably the easiest and the fastest way to get in contact with us. Um, Also, just want to let you know that the Matt Noss Variety Show is premiering January 30th at the Go Comedy Improv Theater at 8 o'clock. The ticket information is on gocomedy.net. Because this is so close to the new year, we are also having the uh, um, the auditions for the Matt Noss Variety Show uh, the second weekend of January. Uh, more information at gocomedy.net uh, or just Twitter me at Matt Noss and I can give you all the information and everything that's pertinent with there. Uh, we wish you and yours a very, very um, happy holidays. A yeah. Merry Christmas, Christmas and a Merry Happy Christmas. New Year's. A happy, happy New, New Year. Year. We'll be back next week with our New Year's show, uh, but we will not have uh, any guest. It'll just be Matt and me uh, just talking about New Year's Eve, talking Shooting about the shit, <laughs> talking about what that means to us. Travis, once again, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you both for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And we'll see you on the next episode of Matters. It was a good try. It was, it was a, a try. solid try.